Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. You know, I don't know about you, Charles, but I really do like that intro. Hello. Yeah, me too. It's good. (laughs) How are you? Good. Yes, me too. But you know what? I got to say it, Charles. I got to say it. Okay. You know what we say to each other and never on the radio? Uh, uh Uh-oh. A lot of crap is starting to suck around here lately. (laughs) Uh, That is true. Yeah. Um, We say that things below suck. Below suck. It would take a beer and a hug just just to get get it up up to suck level. So you got to work harder, um, struggle more, right? eat better, get more sleep, climb the mountain, <laughs> climb the rope, get to the top, and then it just up to suck. It's just up to suck. It back, just yeah. sucks. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff going on. And, and I have to be honest, I was really struggling as to what to talk about today because there was a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of people have reached out that wanted to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you and I needed to address some things first. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard for me. Um, I learned from you. It's hard for me to not be a jerk. It's, it's very easy <laughs> these days, right? It is easy. Um, I'm not really sure what happened to everyone. Um, maybe it's the, I call it the catastrophe effect. You know, you have the catastrophe in the media, in the politics, in the pandemic. I mean, it's like catastrophes grow on trees. It is. And so what I was, you know, I was looking at everything that was going on because there's a lot going on in the news. Let's face it. I mean, there's just a million things we could talk about. But I realized that the biggest thing was that I've been finding is it's a lack of listening, Mm. I think. Yeah, everybody seems, you know, we all seem to be so on edge that we can't even listen. We just respond. Yeah, and I have a lot of thoughts as to why that is. And also from readings that I've done, it's just not all my personal thoughts. But one of the things that always comes to mind when I start thinking about all of this is the line from Pulp Fiction when Mia Wallace says to John Travolta. Vincent Vega. (laughs) Vincent Vega. In conversation, do you listen or wait to talk? And he says, wait to talk, but I try to listen. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so true, right? Um, and the response is always contrarian. It's always the opposite. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah but. but. Yeah, but. And it, But here's the thing. When it comes to listening, I don't think anybody's listening now at all. I don't think we're listening to our kids. I don't think we're listening to our partners. I know we're not listening to our bodies. Yeah, it reminds me of um, The Who, right? Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> that was good. Can you hear me? <laughs> um, we're also not listening to our intuition. You know, how many self-help books and different new age things have we needed to go to and we're still not doing any of that? So, okay, let me stop you right there. But also, before I forget, I want to also say to everyone, the intro is important. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? 
concerned about reinventing yourself in the workplace, if that has happened, reach out. We have some suggestions. We have some workshops. We can help. Um, we're your teammates, Charlie at Charlie and Eva or Eva at Charlie and Eva dot com. Um, so I had some thoughts on. You didn't let me finish, though. Oh, sorry. I, I was I was going to keep going because I had the biggest one we're not listening to. I had one more. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. And that was the biggest one. So that one was, and we're not listening to people when they say that they're being systemically oppressed. That is, uh, yes, that is true. With no response, just absorb that. Right. Absorb that. So did I completely screw up your train, your train of thought there? No, uh, not at all. Uh, I am your teammate. Um, when I was trying to, I knew this was the theme that you wanted to talk about and I understand how below sucks it is. (laughs) Well, no, what below sucks is, is that there's, it's just like everything is falling apart, right? Health is falling apart. Economy is falling apart. The structures that are in place have been in place for years are falling apart. Right. Some need to fall apart and some need to stay in place. And it just feels like everything's falling apart and we don't even have our normal go to ways of coping. So. In thinking about the theme for today about listening, you know, I had a hard time with it. I was like, well, yeah, no, most of these people I don't want to listen to. Right. Um, even today is as recent as today, right? <laughs> as you recent know, as today, we both had, I, had, stuff I got hammered today. with some verbiage bacteria, <laughs> um, but, a verbal virus, <laughs> but the more I think about it, okay. Yeah. I understand a little bit about what you're saying. And it's the last comment you made when you were talking about today's theme, listening to myself is important. Listening mm. to my gut, my intuition, I need to, I can't control what people say. And I can't control that they really don't care what I say. Right. But I can control what I listen to. Right. And if, and where I'm going with this is, if I see oppression, or I see bullying, or I see a jerk, or I see something that's just not right. Right. I need to listen to myself and understand that and not just do nothing, go with the flow. Right. Right. And um, I know you work at it and I know you're whipping me into shape more about trusting what I believe. Um, And there's a price, though. Right. Oh, there's a big price, I think. And there's also, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because just to come out swinging with nothing behind it. Yeah, listen to this. Yeah, it's just an empty swing, right? I mean, it's just not going anywhere. So the biggest thing is just becoming clear on where you stand. That to me is like the number one thing that we need to do. But there's so many different places it's like you have to pick a topic because there's just so much going it, on right it now. It went out of control. It went out of control. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I want to just say, okay, whoever it is we, and I say we, I include us, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever it is we think we are, mm-hmm. we can do better. Um, you know, when I hear from tough guys, when they 
describe what's wrong with the economy and how people need to look in the mirror. It's just a one, two, three fix. I'm like, <laughs> well, you have to look at yourself too. Right. You know, and is this the person you want to be? Do you, right. do you, are you th- that much of an authoritative figure to, if you're commenting on the economy, but you're not working because you don't work. I mean, what is that? Right. 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 So there's a lot. So I wanted to kind of go back to the whole listening thing, because what is happening right now is that things, issues start with a whisper. And I don't know. I think maybe Oprah said it or Oprah got it from Maya Angelou or something. All right, like click. Okay. Yeah, click. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, like, I need to listen to this crap, right? But again, if you're still there, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about, you know, that issues start with a whisper. So, and this wasn't a total whisper, but, you know, and Colin Kaepernick took a knee, right, to protest racism and police brutality. People lost their minds, right? So then it becomes an issue. But let me just do a couple more. Well, so let me let me just let me just keep going here because I've got a lot, right? So and then the coronavirus started with just a couple people. Now believe it, don't believe it, it's real, it's not real. It's exploding. At least it's exploding in Florida. We're seeing it. They're lining up. They can't get tested. Craziness, right? Let me just add, they're yeah. lining up and can't yeah. get tested. Yeah. This is how crazy it is. Yeah. They're running out of gas while they're waiting in line. That's how long they have to wait. And yeah. if their air conditioning mm-hmm. in their car is not working in 100 degree weather, they're requiring emergency medical assistance while they're waiting. Right. Right. So it started as a whisper not taken seriously, now we see what's happening, right? Also the same thing, it's happening with climate change. Say what you want, experts are saying climate change is real, right? It's real. You're seeing it. There's flooding, there's tornadoes where there's never been tornadoes, there's hail in hot weather, there's, you know, floods and hurricanes and basically, and and love bugs like we had them here and the frogs are coming. I mean, it's the locusts just like, are coming. right. The locusts are coming. It's just craziness. It's just another example of the hoopla that's going on. Right. And then also people have been saying, I can't live on these wages. I can't live on this minimum wage. I can't live. I've got three jobs. I still can't support my family. CEOs, Chairmans are making billions, millions, if not billions. And the flip with side, a B. the flip side to that is, um, why should they go back to work? I don't. They they make more money on unemployment. Why should they go back to work? I, right. I mean, I mean, really think, think about that. Right. You're making more money on a minimal amount that the government pays you, and it's more than what you got at your full time job. Of, Think of about which that for a moment. Billionaires own the company. Thank you. Right? I mean, who, if you think about it, if you put a billion back, let's say you got 12 billion. Let's say you put 6 billion back. Okay, wait, to wait, keep wait. Everybody wait. working. So that's 12 minus 6. Right. So that leaves you with $6 billion. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yes. I mean, can you imagine what you could do with 1 billion? Yeah. Let alone with six billion. And they'll say, yeah, but he's employing all these people. Yeah, but not at a living wage. Well, OK, I, I want to come back to the theme. Mm. But 
while we're kind of wandering on this. Yeah, I'm wandering. um, People will say that you can't control what people earn. That's socialism. Mm -hmm. And what we say is, forget that, Mr. Person, that's not socialism. Everybody should pay their fair share, at least, of taxes. Yes. And then... I'm telling you, if everybody paid their fair share of taxes, Mm -hmm. I think the world would be a lot calmer right now. Well, that's always been the case, but that's how we think, right? And so we, everybody has to listen from both sides. But my point is, is that people have been saying, we can't live on this. We can't live in this. This economy is not sustainable. This isn't really working. La, la, la. Well, now we see it. And they'll say, well, it was the pandemic. The liberals shut down the whole economy like no liberal ever has a, a, a job or a business, right? That's number one. Um, but they shut down the economy and that's what brought down the economy. Well, yeah, but I mean, how quickly it came to its knees is another story, right? Yeah, because everybody is dangling by a thread. You know, um, we're taking the lead from our leadership in that we're learning how to float debt and leverage equity. Right. Right. <laughs> and then lie about it. And then lie about it. <laughs> Just lie. Just get on there and lie. And but that's a whole nother ballgame. As game. smart as we are, if we could look ourselves in the mirror and see our face looking back at us. Right. And we're okay with that. Let's screw them if we can. It's us versus them. You know, then at least come out and say that. Right. Right. And then, then maybe we'll have mutual respect because- when you don't come out and say it, to me, that's fake news. You're a walking fake news person. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's what we believe. But we'll talk more about how to listen when we come back. So we'll take our first break. Wow, that was a quick segment. I know. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. This is Charlie Labosco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your Agile environment, reach out right now. My Agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say, become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. And now let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and we are talking today about why we feel people aren't listening and how to listen and how to start making a little bit of baby progress and showing why it's how it's so hard because the more charged up at least I get the less I can listen right I know and that's how everybody gets right and I had to 
<laughs> well, you know what I had to do. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had to stop drinking so much cold brew coffee because I was just losing my mind. And right when I stopped drinking cold brew, I got a little calmer about the whole thing. But <laughs> not to say that I'm not still taking action and not still doing things, but well, hold from on. a calmer place. When you, you're coaching and your workshops and such always talk about eating and drinking helps or hinders our behavior. Right. It absolutely does. And at least this is public acknowledgement that you practice what you preach. Try to. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So I wanted to talk a little bit about why aren't people listening? Why aren't they listening? They don't care. Why aren't people listening to each other? Well, that's part of it. But I also think everybody's way too distracted. Excuse me. So I always like to say social media was invented by antisocial people. Yeah, because you could sit in a corner and trash everyone. Well, just look at who invented it, right? I mean, Stephen Jobs was not a people person. And he started with the PC and the Apple. Um, But Bill Gates, not a people person. And then like Zuckerberg. Well, yeah, introverted. Yeah, not a people person at all. Jack Dorsey on Twitter, not people. They're not people people. That's why. Right. And they invented this platform that we're all on now between the tech and the software. We're all heads down and it's easy to just blast something out without thinking. Believe me, I've done it myself. Now, if I had to do it verbally, I'm not good at verbal conflict. You know, I'm super sensitive, even though I don't sound it. I'm super sensitive. I'm I always like to say I'm a highly sensitive person that's an ENFP, which is um, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving. And that's what you are, too, from the Myers-Briggs, which makes us, we are just all feelings. So so you could say it, but it's not that easy to type in, go, star, star, percent, percent yourself. No, it's easy to type it in. It's not that easy to say it to somebody's face because you can see if you hurt their feelings yeah. right off Let the me, bat. Um, right? I just want to, before I forget, mm-hmm. those guys that created these platforms that we're talking about, yeah. job, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal breakthrough mm. effort. Uh, can't say enough about it. It's how it's being used that we're talking about. Right. And one of the things is is that what we miss, and I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday. It was a long one. It was I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. actually. And um, and one of the things is is we think we're seeing everything when we're seeing social media. Now, I do kind of like social media because people will share different articles and stuff from different um, magazines that I maybe not subscribed to. So there's some things that I like because I get to see it and I'll so dive you a like, little bit. So you like the research aspect of it? If the research is good, I have to be careful because there's some stuff with people even that I know and like that I don't buy those sites that they share but you, stuff Yeah, uh, you like the knowledge sharing. I like the knowledge sharing, but yeah, for the most part. But validate. I'm careful. I'm okay. careful with it. I'm going to say an old word to date myself. Yeah. You have to validate the bibliography. <laughs> yes, I right? validate the bibliography as best I can, yeah. right? I mean, that's the other thing. You can't really validate it that well. Well, right? you so could you at try. least read it. 
Right. I read it. Right. So there's a couple people that I like, like on Facebook, I like Heather Cox Richardson because she just, she doesn't put a opinion on it. She researches and writes. She's a journalist. She's an author. She's a historian. So um, uh, people will not believe that she doesn't write her opinion because right. of I know. what they believe. Right. And everybody is right. writing their opinion. Right. And, you know, if you if you just look at what's out there, it is tricky because it is easy to get sucked into a meme. And it is easy to see something that sort of speaks to what you believe or you want to believe. And then it's easy to then share that. But the problem with that is it's not good to share crap because there's a lot of people will say, well, I don't know what a troll is or a bot is. It's out there. If you research the whole thing that happened with Cambridge Analytica, which started with Facebook, that's why a lot of people are not on Facebook because Zuckerberg does not police it. Cambridge Analytica went in and started mining our data and targeting ads towards mm. us. People right? say they they stop using Facebook because um, of too many opinions make me crazy. It's not worth. Well, there's a lot of fake stuff out on, there's a lot of conspiracy out on Facebook and Zuckerberg refuses to police any of it. And you are targeted by an algorithm as to what you see. Mm. It's a little different than Twitter. Dorsey is at least putting stuff out there where he flags it as fake. And actually Facebook has been flagging stuff as fake, but it's tricky. It's tricky to figure out what's fake and what's not. So, I mean, having to be, at least somewhat discerning Mm -hmm. in what you read and also looking for more than one source that says it. Right. So, and, and this is, again, we got off a little bit Mm. helping us listen, helping us how to utilize social media more. No, but it's why aren't people listening? So people aren't listening because they're just grabbing the stuff that they want to hear Right. That 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 they're grabbing and looking at the articles that speak to their beliefs. Yeah. Right. And they're not listening. They're looking for validation of what they believe. Yeah. And they're seeing it because the algorithm is targeting it towards. you. Yeah. If there was a nail right here, I would say you just hit the head. Um, so that's important. Is it, it is. Important. Is it possible that you can kind of repeat that again? Yeah, it's important to know that what you're seeing, especially on a Facebook, not so much Twitter, but Facebook is an algorithm that looks at what you like, what you read, what you click, what you share, and gives you more of that. And I'm, so it validates what you believe. And I'm only looking for that. I'm only you're not looking. Even, you're, not, you're not looking for it. It's just coming through your feed. So it validates what I believe. Right. And you say, look at this. This is crap. I can't believe I'm seeing it. Whereas someone that doesn't have your beliefs is seeing a completely different feed that validates their beliefs. Umbrella heads do throw fish. I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. I knew it. <laughs> right. And, but it's. It makes you laugh when you sit back, but when you're in the throes of it and you've got something like Black Lives Matter, you've got um, an officer kneeling on the neck of a man for eight minutes and 46 seconds and people see it and people lose their minds because they're already angry. They're cooped up. They can't look at their spouse another minute. 
The kids are yelling because they're not in school. They're eating whatever. They're drinking whatever. And they're sitting there and they're thumbing through and they're like, holy crap, look at this. Yeah. But it's geared to do that. It's geared to it. That's why I kind of like Twitter better because I see a lot of stuff. And even with Twitter, unless you're following those hashtags and you're following people that think differently than you, you're still going to see what you believe. Right. And if you listen to the news, the 24 hour news cycle is crap. I mean, that might have been the worst invention ever. Second only to social media because it's all opinion, because you can only there's only like half an hour worth of real news. And the rest is just like, so, Bob, you know, looking at today's news, at today's headlines, what do you think? Right. And then he gives what he thinks and then blah, 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 blah. And you still don't get anything more. You just kind of validate as to what's happening. But the whole point of why even – so well, I want to go back to, before I even get back into why bother listening, I want to talk about why people aren't listening. And it's also we're not listening because we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be wrong in those beliefs that we've held dear forever. Um, and, you know, I guess that's true, right? I could say the same from about myself. When I say it's di- different now, mm-hmm. I only mean that silence is no longer golden. You can't be silent out of fear of being wrong. That's wrong. That is wrong. But I know why people are silent, right? You're working in a big corporation. You're ahead of a department. You start putting stuff out there. You can get dinged for it. You can get fired for it. Well, you know what? Send it to us. We'll validate the bibliography and we'll get it out there. Right? Yes, that's exactly right. And so, you know, going back to what we were talking about, even about what's going on in the news, right? I'm going to go right here. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, good. And I have not seen anybody else I know say this. And I'm going to say them not saying it is BS. I grew up in a racist, chauvinistic household. And they were liberal Democrats, right? And my father was in the war. He was in the resistance and he was in the army. He was 16 in Warsaw. And yet we had Christmas dinner every year with our neighbor who was a Hitler youth for real and proud of it. That's a sitcom thing. That's a sitcom for sure. You know, it was just like from the producers, right? What people don't know is the Fuhrer was so light on his feet, right? (laughs) I mean, it's just, you can't make that up. You cannot make it up. And yet people will say, I'm not racist. Now, seriously, look around your neighborhood. Is there even a black person within five miles of this building Um, or the neighborhood? Our neighborhood, I don't think had one black family in it. uh, You know, I don't know what to say because of everything we've been talking about. If you raise up a point or an issue or an opinion, you're going to get slammed. 63 million Americans voted one way, 65 voted the other way. It's like 50-50. So um, if I I have to just listen to myself and see what's really happening. And when I started to do that, I was like, holy moly, this is is crazy. And um, it is terrible. It really is. You know, and 
And I wanted to say one other thing on that before we go to break. Um, you know, good thing my mother doesn't listen to the podcast because <laughs> that would be a whole nother ball game. But, um, you know, one of the things is, is that when I was a little kid, I would be, I would have people bully me and call me a stupid Polak, mm-hmm. right? In Chicago. And everybody in the neighborhood, when that happened, I was living in Chicago in the city. I mean, everybody there had some ethnicity in their family, mm-hmm. but Polish jokes were the big thing. We would go to dinner parties. People would spit out a Polish joke and be like, oh, ha ha, where's your sense of humor? Well, it's not funny. And that was just slight racism, right? It's not racism, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a slight way of bullying. That wasn't even that systemic in terms of like, they could still get a mortgage. They could still, you know, do whatever they needed to do. We could still live in a good neighborhood. They could still drive at night. Right. But even that was nasty. It's just this way of constantly being one up. I'm just a little bit better than you. Whoever it is we think we are, we can do better. Yeah. So we can do better, right? We can do better. And then yet, you will be angry. They would be angry about the jokes. They would be angry about the questions of their heritage, yet turn around and say something nasty about black people or about Jewish people or about whoever, you yeah, know? Right. Uh, real quick before we go, what you just described, mm-hmm. shoot a rocket in the sky. Um, and that's how many miles more complicated Super complicated. It is with Black Lives Right, I know. Today. Right, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. That's just the tip of the iceberg, yeah. right? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and take our next break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. So we're segment three. Uh, We're trying to roll listening into all these topics, but... It seems the the critical path, right, to resolve any of these things, or how we got to this point, how how Black Lives Matter could even be an issue, and it, it we should be ashamed of ourselves, right? Well, I you know you know how it can be, right? And that was the next point that I wanted to talk about. It's denial, it's denial. denial is not a river in Egypt, right? So because you never heard the N-word in your home doesn't mean that it didn't exist. It didn't exist. And and people just will be in denial. They're in denial about so many things. You know, 
I'm not an alcoholic. He's not a liar. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't trafficking young women. I always saw him with young women, but, you know, ah, there's nothing really going on there. We are in denial. We don't, because what it means is if you're not in denial, and it can be about anything, right? You know, I'm drinking too much. I'm in denial about it. Why? If I'm not in denial, oh, I got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do something about it. Everybody has something to say in the opposite. Right. I like the way things are right now. I like going to the bar every night. I like the fact that I have some privilege and I get to do stuff, right? I don't want to think about it. I got my own problems. That's a big one, right? I got my own problems. You don't know what my life's like. I've had a hard life. You got no idea what I went through. It's not the issue. It's all BS. Well, no, it's not that it's BS. People do have issues. People do have problems. It's a separate issue from this. It's a separate issue from it. Okay. You don't have a problem there is no place ever that looked at Italian Charles Labasco in NYC that is like the home of all Italian people that said, you know what? I don't know. He's got that Italian background. God knows. God knows what he's going to be doing. Yeah. I like couldn't wait. You yeah. mean it was like instant access. I don't. Um, here's another issue, right? You're sharing. You're saying something that's, of course, true. Um and my immediate response you get a gut is response. to say something funny. <clears throat> yeah. And it's terrible. This yes. is not a funny thing to joke mm-hmm. about, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that our country never healed. I think we spawned these two words, majority, minority, into thinking that minority is less of everything. It's not less in numbers, it's less in skill, it's less in trust, it's less, I don't know where that came from. I'll tell you where I, where I think it came from. And this is what I think where it came from. And then it was kind of validated by some of the reading that I've done. But where I think it came from is that if you fully believe that a person is, that is not of the white race is 100% exactly like you in everything, in thinking and athletics and all of that, right? If you think they're 100% like you, you could never forgive yourself for what you did to them. Could never forgive yourself for it. So you have to tell yourself that it was the right thing to do well, because you were doing them a favor almost. You've heard people in the South still say that. Well, the, well, you know, the slaves that were in the house, they didn't have it so bad. Like, what would they have had in Africa? They liked living in Africa. Yeah. I, I mean, it's ridiculous to even say that. But, and even like us talking about it, like, I don't want to get too much into it. It's embarrassing to even talk about. But because it's not our thing to talk about. Nobody needs us to talk about it. It's sort of like what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said about the women's movement. We don't need any special favors from you. We just need you to not put your foot on our neck. And now it's literally... Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Right? It's terrible. So um, if we if we try to water down our social media, mm-hmm. um, that'll help us, you think? That'll help us understand right from wrong and what's going on? No, it's not so much about watering that down. It's about listening to what they're saying to you. 
right? It's not about talking. It's about listening. It's not about waiting to speak. It's about listening as to what's being said, right? It's about listening to what is being said and why there's an issue. Because when it was a whisper, nothing was happening, right? When there was a whisper. So now I'll go back to climate change. I won't just stay on this one topic. I'll go back to climate change. It was a whisper when it first started. It's escalating. You saw New York underwater a couple years ago, right? The lower 20s were underwater. Then you went up to the 30s and everything was fine. So nobody listens until it's a 911. And they don't listen until it's a 911, but it doesn't have to become a 911. People need to listen. It's the same thing with the economy. Nobody was listening. They're not listening. But this, you know, these examples, Mm -hmm. they're all excellent, unfortunately. But if you take. Well, the coronavirus is a great example. Right. I mean, that started out as, oh, well, it's just a couple people coming in off a plane. People were saying, no, it's not. You got to lock down while well, it is just a couple people. Well, lockdown, nobody did anything. I don't need a mask. So. When it comes to listening, I know. Nothing is going to change. Someone. Bent on, you know, a crazy point or whatever. Mm hmm. So I have to listen to myself is what I'm saying. Well, any change starts with us first, right? So we can't, I mean, yeah, you can go out there and be an activist, but you have to also look at is what is my end game? What do I want? If I want peace, I need to be peaceful. Everything I do has to come from a place of peace. I can't go in and start shooting everybody up and then think that everything's going to be peaceful after that. So... There may not be an answer to some of this. That's the other problem. Well, no, we, I mean, we're not going to figure it out right now. What we're talking about right well, we now have, is... We still have, what, eight, nine minutes? We have more than that. So still, you never know. <laughs> but again, you're making a joke, right, no. when it's not funny. And so, but my point is, is the importance of listening. And with that listening... And listen to the whispers before they become 911. So going back to Colin Kaepernick, Mm. listening, reviewing what he said and what a lot of NFL players in solidarity have been acknowledging. Mm -hmm. um, Now. Now. Well, no, even in some of the games. They were then, but more now. But what I'm I'm realizing is that uh, I guess what you're saying is when it became a 911 people realized that at whisper level it was it was oh, an eye opener for everybody to acknowledge and maybe we could have made some reform and some changes back then yeah based but on instead, his heroic uh protest right but instead everybody was just waiting to speak and not listening right And they were validating their rightness in how they stood on that issue. They were validating their rightness. And okay, so and then with coronavirus, it's the same thing. It's coming. It's coming. Look, this country has this. It's a hoax. Now it's a nine one one because I I can't even say how many people have been killed by this. Well, and it's a nine one one. If you listen to the local news, this isn't anything made up, right? You listen to the local news and they're saying that we have had the most we have ever had, right? You're listening to the local news and then 
you will hear, well, it's increased testing. Well, they're saying, no, that's not true. More and more people are getting well, the it. The hospitals are filling up. Right. How is it a hoax, right? Hospitals are literally filling up. It's being reported by the local news. The local news is going to the hospital and saying, we're full, right? And yet, because of people not listening, now getting people to listen is really hard. Yeah. Unless, so here's my next point on this. There's a lack of empathy. What this social media, computers, phones, laptops, iPads has done is created a lack of empathy because you're not looking someone in the eye. It's the human factor is missing. The human factor is missing. And so the empathy chip is missing, right? Mm-hmm. So with, with us, we kind of feel stuff, right? Because we're feelers and not everybody is a feeler and that's okay. Everybody doesn't need to be a feeler. We need people that aren't all feelers. However, what happens is, is even people like us, the feelers become overwhelmed and they completely disconnect, completely disconnect. I am just going to go out. I'm going to sit in the back. I'm going to have my tea. I'm going to write in my journal. So the non-feelers, have a moment the non-feelers can have their way with their. No, they're disconnecting too, but it's different, right? I mean, it's a different thing. And so they're just can, they can easily kind of say like, it's not happened to me. So I don't believe it. Right. I'm not seeing it. I'm not, I'm talking to my friends. My friends aren't seeing it. We're not seeing it. This is BS. That's like a, a, a smoker that says, my uncle Fred died 97 smoked till, till the last day of his life. Yeah, he was a disgusting mess. But yeah, he, he was, yeah, he, did. he made it to 97. That yeah, will we justify know, right? something. Right. I mean, you know, you can look at Keith Richards and say the same thing. I mean, the man drinks every single day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he plays his guitar. He's got stuff he likes to do. And so it keeps him going. Right. I mean, yeah. So there's always going to be the outlier. You know, there's always going to be somebody that, you know, goes against it. But for the most part, if you're smoking every day, there's a good chance you're going to get, you know, COPD or whatever. Same logic about being out in tight public spaces without masks. Right now, you have a higher chance of catching um, a pandemic. Yeah, you do. That's not fake news. No, but depending on what, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, depending on what you're clicking on and looking at and liking and sharing, they're going to give you more of that. And a lot of that is conspiracy stuff coming through. You know, there's there's people that still to this day say Obama is a Muslim and a terrorist and you're not going to change my mind, right? Yeah. He wasn't born here. Yeah. They still believe it. There are people that literally, and this was on NPR, People literally believe Sandy Hook's Sandy Hook was a hoax. People lost their children and they are trolled and gone after because they say it is a hoax. So when we start bringing that stuff up, yeah. that's when we go, ooh. ooh. Yeah, no, I mean, it just can make you crazy. We have to listen to our gut. Turn it off. Go within, say a prayer, make something better tomorrow. Right. Somehow. Right. Make it better tomorrow. <sighs> I know. It's a tough one. But we're going to go ahead and take our final break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We will be right back. Let's face it. Getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. 
Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Wow. We've been talking about a lot of stuff, Charles. You know what I like? Denial is not another, uh, not a river in Egypt. It's so old. That's, that just you, aged us. I one time, it, one time, I was, it is old. I was in a, a bridal party a hundred years ago, mm. and I was sitting there, and the bridesmaid next to me, we were talking, and the, the food came, and I had this roast beef with this big giant vein in it, and I said, Ew. "Do you like the vein?" And she said, "Oh, I don't know. I've never heard them. What do they play?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." That's gross. Anyway, that's a gross story. Yuck. Oh, my goodness. But we have to add a little bit of humor because it is a tough subject. But denial is a problem here. It is a problem. It's a big problem. And a lack of empathy is a big problem. A big problem. And, you know, what happens is I was listening to um, – no, I was actually – I read this. I was reading about someone on a Canadian Mountie. Oh, like Dudley Do-Right. Like Dudley Do-Right. Yeah, exactly. And so he's just like Dudley Do-Right, but he was also like native to Canada. And I'm sorry, but I don't know. There is a name. They're not Indians. Canuck? No. No. It's not what that is. But anyway, um, but he was saying that he could pass as white, right? So... And he would hear what people were saying, and he started just getting, he started closing off to it. And then also then becoming racist himself against his own people. He didn't really know where he stood. And I was thinking about the whole thought, word, deed. So it starts with thinking a certain way, and then you start saying things, and then you start acting in that way. Right. So I can see where if you are on the police force, I can empathize with that. Right. I can empathize with you're seeing bad things happening. You're associating that with a certain group and then you start doing bad things, you know, especially if no one's checking it. And but yet. It gets to the point where in some ways it becomes simple. Right. You cannot take someone's life just you just can't do it right you just can't do it and and you can talk about blue lives matter all lives matter at the end of the day we cannot allow that to happen just like we cannot allow priests to take advantage of kids right just like we cannot allow employers to take advantage of employees Right. That's where you have to finally just draw a line in the sand and say enough. And I will be open 
to listening to what everybody has to say. But at the end of the day, you can never justify that. Never. You cannot justify it. And that's the thing. People will figure out a way to justify to it. They will they say, it. oh, but there's black on black crime or more white people get killed or la, la, la. No, go back to what the issue is. You cannot justify this. And something needs to be done. And people have been yelling about it. Then it kind of went underground again after the civil rights movement. And now it's started raising again because people are seeing it. They've got phones. They're recording it. You cannot hide it anymore. You cannot hide it. No. And uh, I'll just say that we leave greatness on the table because we need everyone to participate and contribute. Well, that was going to be my final thing about why even bother doing this, because I wanted to talk about, well, how do you listen? You know, like what what can you do to actually listen? And I will say and I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I'm good at this all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But the biggest thing is you have to listen with an open mind and an open heart. You have to listen without judgment and you have to listen without waiting to speak. But I also will say to that, you have to listen with discernment. You have to read and research with discernment. You have to question, is this valid? Let me listen to another point of view on this. Let me validate the bibliography. Well, not even so much validate it, but listen to like the different points of views on it, right? Is this valid? Is more than one person saying this? Are the people that are saying it people that I respect? Do they have some type of background in this? Do they understand what's happening? Is this something that aligns with my own core beliefs? You know, saying that. Or do my core beliefs need to change? We have to, in order for me to go down that path, mm-hmm. I have to make sure I'm not um, locked in a soundbite only mentality. Yes, you have to dig deeper. You cannot just look at a meme and go, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it right there. Like no, you, it's not. It's not a simple issue. You mentioned a while back to me, and I do this a lot now, and I'm just shocked. Uh, if you see a post that you're not sure who it's from, Click on the profile. If it's an empty shell of a profile, you know it's not real. Yeah, because they are grabbing people on Facebook, and it could be somebody that you whose name you know, mm-hmm. but it's not them. They've been hacked. So, right? I, so you have to look at that. We're not we're not promoting or talking about a conspiracy. We're just saying go mm-hmm. check it out. Go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah, just check it out because a lot of times you will see people are just kind of like rousing up people for no reason, but they've really got nothing good to say. So, so going back to, you know, listening with an open mind and an open heart, and this is actually something that I do in the workshop because I do public speaking workshops, but one way to be a good public speaker is to actually listen. And so it's a simple exercise. I just ask somebody to go up to the front of the room and I ask another people, to, another person to be the listener. And I time the person at the front of the room for a minute and I ask them to just go through their day. And I ask the person that's listening to, once that person's done, to repeat what they did during the day. And it's not that easy to do. Yeah, like do. if they say, well, they woke up and now they're here. Right. You know, how much and how much of it did you get right? And when you know that you're going to be having to turn around and repeat it, mm-hmm. You do really listen so and much You know harder. what's interesting about that exercise? Because I've taken it, right? Yeah, it's hard. You, you want to listen. You feel like you're a listener. You say, oh, I'm just going to listen. and I don't get the point of this. 
but you're not practiced as a listener. No. So you don't even know how to retain what you're hearing. No, you can't retain it. Yeah. I do it with reading all the time. So I was, I'm going to talk about that too. So you have to remove all the distractions. So even if you're reading or you're listening to the news or you're listening to a podcast, or especially if you're listening to another person, you need to remove the distractions. Even if you're reading, you need to remove the distractions because we are distracted. And then afterwards, recap the main points. <laughs> Right, because today I was telling you a story and you asked me what his name was and I couldn't tell you. Mm. Right? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And it was because I didn't go back and look at it. I just felt the emotion. I didn't go back to the specifics. And that's the biggest thing is to not to not get caught up in the emotion of it, to be discerning as to what you're listening to and and reading. This will really slow down the game and we need to accept that and that's part of change right and understand that people don't yell for no reason they don't yell for no reason they don't they don't if everybody's happy they're not yelling for a reason i'm doing on that because I, i it's just so horrific and so disgusting and so disappointing uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to say. No, I know. But it's important. It's important to listen to it. And it's important to just enough. You know, I can listen to the other side. And I do. I ask, like, what is your end game? Like, what is the point? Like, what do you think? And you don't always get an answer. And when I don't get an answer, it doesn't have to be the answer I want, which is hard because we want the answer that we want, right? So that's really hard. But if I don't get any kind of a coherent answer, then there's no point in going on with the discussion. So it's so important to constantly be asking why, 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 why? Well, you know, you were pretty good today, um, Eve, because you have to do your homework. Mm. And you have to read, you have to, you have to have more knowledge about the issue you're talking about. You know, if you're getting something in, somebody sharing something, you have to do the research. You have to make sure of your convictions. Because one of the things I always... You have to get clarity around clear, your conviction. Yeah. One of the things I always hear is, check your facts, it's fake. And I, you know, what do you do with that, right? So you have to, you have to be sure at least to the point where you can argue your position. Right, right, right. That's exactly right. And that's the part where the internal work comes in because it really is always coming back to us. We can't change the world alone, but we have to make sure that we're clear on what our end game is and what we want. So I was talking yesterday to someone about um, minority hiring Mm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And, um, I said, I don't, you know, I mean, I worked for 50 years, right? I don't remember hiring managers say, I, I didn't hire the right person because I had to fill a quota. Never. And, and never, right? And this person argued back saying, I can cite hundreds of examples. So like, I first I wanted to ask hundreds, plural. So that must mean between 101 and 999. Because if it was thousands, if it was a thousand, he would have said thousands. Right. So- between 101 and 999, he has examples. I was, do you collect every, examples? Every, <laughs> let me just say this. And every time I was in a meeting there, 
every single time. It was all Italian guys and me and and Pat, mm. right? So for those hundreds, where did they go? Did they leave? Yeah. Right? I mean, where did all those hundreds go? Yeah. That... And, and it's an exaggeration, but I'm not that far off. If there were hundreds hired for, to meet a quota, where were they? Yeah. Were they in the bathroom? I might, I might have missed them. That's my point. Where, where were the hundreds? You don't see it. It's fake news. <laughs> it's fake news. It is, right? It is. So it's so just going back to this. So it's always about getting clear, coming from an open heart and open mind, discerning where the information is coming from, removing some of the distractions. And we're not perfect. You know, we're not perfect. No, no we're one's not, we're not no going to be able to do that. this all the time, right? But also recapping what you read or what you heard so that you're clear on it. Because I do that all the time. I'll read a ton of stuff and be like, I don't even remember what I read. I had a million things going on in my head because there is so much information coming in. There is so much emotion happening right now. There is just so much stimuli coming in. Sometimes the people are right. You got to just like back away from the keyboard and go have a moment with your tea because you have to get clear on what do I feel? What do I want? What do I think is right? And am I really listening to what is being said? Right. I mean, it started with the Me Too movement. How many women had to come forward with Epstein before anybody would listen? How many women? Or Tiger Woods, how many women came forward? Or Cosby, how many women had to come forward? And then they say, well, you know, if that happened to you, why aren't women coming forward? We see why women aren't coming forward. And it's the same with this. It's yeah, the same so with this. In other words. Or, the, or I'm just going to say one more thing. Or the whistleblowers. Yeah. Demolished. Or the judges. The, yeah. The women that came forward. So it's like all of the women concocted this conspiracy theory story. Right. Um, covered their bases. <laughs> And, and went out and got publicly humiliated for no reason, yeah. just because they're making it up. Yeah. Right. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then, you know, there will be the person that will say, well, so-and-so came out and it wasn't true and blah, blah, blah. I know. You know, there's always going to be that that one that something happens or two or however many. It, it is what it is. But that's why it's important to listen and discern and look and dig and question. It keeps me calmer. I get, you know, I don't want to fight fire with fire. I no. want to take a step back and, and get clarity on what fire I want to put out. You know? Right, right. Um, but I want to say quickly, uh, if anybody has anything they want to say, just email us, charlie at charlieandeva.com, eva at charlieandeva.com, info at charlieandeva.com. Find us. Right. It's just charlieandeva.com. We're You'll here. get one of us. Yes. Right. And so I just wanted to end because it's time to go, oh. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to end by saying, why bother? Why bother doing any of this? And we have to bother because we have to bother for our kids. We have to bother for our grandkids. We have to bother for the country. Yep. We have to bother. Uh, and I'm we just, have to listen. We have to understand. We have to dig. We have to really and then take action. We have to bother. I'm going to share something from our good friend, uh, Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to bother because it's right. 
It is right. And we're leaving greatness on the table yes. by not listening to everybody. We're leaving greatness on the table. Hang in there, everyone. Yes. And thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. Yes. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Have a great week. Bye. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Special thanks to our producer, Randy Meyer, and the entire Talk Zone family. All of our replays are available at TalkZone.com or download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Just email us at info at charlieandiva.com. Thanks again for listening. 